Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, my angels, we're going to be talking about the five simple ways to get started on your journey of becoming a finance girly. So this is personal finance 101. I'm going to give you my five top tips, things to get started. So this episode is for you. If you feel like you are starting from scratch, or if you feel like you don't know a lot, if you are new to the world of work and making money, if you're fresh out of uni, you could be any age, but you're like, fuck me, I haven't done anything. And I don't even know where to start. This is for you. Or if you're new to my podcast, you're new to my content and you just want to know where to get started and what I'm about. We are going to go through five step-by-step processes that you can implement or start to think about that are going to help you really level up your money game. Now, what we do know is that money can be very overwhelming. Money just can be confusing. It's like all the questions. What should I be doing with my money? Where should I be putting my money? How much should I be putting away? What are the things that I should be doing? It's all these like shoulds. But first thing to know is there is no right or wrong way to manage your money. Everybody does it differently. Everybody does it in a slightly different way that works for them, that suits them also at different life stages as well. And the key thing to know is that that means you get to manage your money in a way that works for you. But Do not let that overwhelm you even more. Like, oh my God, if there's not one way to do it, what am I going to do? It's more of like a pick and mix. Like, oh my God, there's all these different things I could do. Which one do I get to do? That's exciting. Now, let me tell you a story that I don't actually think I've ever shared online or with many people before. So when I was 17, maybe 18, maybe 17 or 18, I lost my license, my driver's license. And that is because of a simple financial fuck up. So I was working at, I must have been 18 actually. So I was working at a pub and I didn't, I I knew what was going on with my money. You know, like I roughly knew what I had and what I was making. Now, basically one day I am driving my car, I'm out and about, I'm driving my car and I get pulled over by the police. And obviously I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? Like, did I have a drink before I came out? No, I didn't. But do you know what I mean? Like all the things are going through my head. And I, they pulled over and they said, you don't have any insurance. And I was like, I fucking do because I have paid. And basically they were like, we've looked on the system and you actually do not have insurance, ma'am. You are not insured to be driving this car right now. We are going to have to impound it. We're going to take your car away from you. um, And then you can appeal it and you can figure it out. Now here's little old me on the side of the road, crying my fucking eyes out because I was like, oh, I was embarrassed. I was like, I swear to God, I had insurance, all the things. Now, basically what happened is I had signed up with car insurance and to pay monthly 
And what happened is because I wasn't checking my bank account, I didn't know I needed to, one of the payments had bounced because I obviously didn't have enough in there. And it hadn't tried to take it again. It just like, it just cancelled my insurance. And they probably fucking sent me a letter, but like, I would have noticed it like come in and go out had I been checking my bank account, but I didn't, I didn't know that I needed to do that kind of shit at that time. So they've taken my car. I tried to appeal it, but they were like, so son, you don't have insurance. So I didn't win. So I lost my license for a year and that was so embarrassing. I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed, but you got to laugh at it now. Now it's fucking hilarious. Um, so I had to walk everywhere for an entire year. So that was hell, but yeah. And that came down to a simple financial mistake because at the time I was like, you don't know what you don't know. No one was telling me to look at my bank account. Like I thought that shit would just figure out itself. So I share that story with you to say if there's any mistakes you've made or things you've done that feel stupid or silly that you really regret or feel embarrassed about, it's all good. We've all done it. And I'm right here with you on that. Now, in the world of finance, you've got like investing, budgeting, saving, money management. There's so many different like things that you're like, oh, where do I start? What what are the most important? So in this podcast, I'm going to break down what I think are the five top most important things to start you on your journey. Now, this is really for you if you have a job, whether you're self-employed, whether you're a nine-to-fiver, whatever that looks like for you, and you're making money, but you don't know where it goes. You don't, you're not doing anything really with it. Or you've just got to a point where you're like, fuck, I should be doing something with my money. This is for you. Now, obviously, there are things that I really care about, that I'm really passionate about, such as investing. Investing is like really important for your financial well-being and growing your money. And I'm very passionate about it. I The reason why you invest is because you want to grow your money over time. So if you've started in work, if you've started your job and you are starting to make more money, you want to think about the future and what you can do with that money and making that money work harder for you. Now, if you're listening to this and you've already got some of the basics down, it's absolutely so important that you think about investing. If you have a job, you're making money and you're already, you know, like budgeting, maybe saving a little bit. it's time to start looking at how to invest and actually get started. It's super important to grow your money in that way so that you're not losing money. But if you are literally at the start of your journey, there are some things you want to do before that. And that's what we're going to get into. Now, once you feel confident with these things, then we can start to look at the bigger picture things like investing, which is super important. But for now, let's get into the top five things. Number one, education. Education is key. We learning new things, whether it's from podcasts, from YouTube videos, whether it's from books or audiobooks, whether it's from people that you know, new information is really important. I don't think that we can put all the pressure on the school system to educate us on finances. Yes, it would be lovely if we went through school and we had some kind of education around finances. That would be nice. But also teachers are completely overworked, underpaid. They don't need another thing on their plates. So unless you have parents or guardians that have taught you about it, you kind of go out into the adult world, like not knowing anything. And it can be so easy to like fall into the trap of being like, well, nobody told me anything saying no, 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 and blaming it on other people. But blaming it on other people isn't going to help, honey. You need to take control of your own financial future. And you can do that through self-education. And luckily we live in a world today where like 
that is so easy. If you have phone, a phone and internet, you have access to so much information. Now, yes, you want to be, you want to discern between like what's a good source of information and what's a bad source of information because there's a lot of shit out there, especially when it comes to things like investing. But on a whole, there are some really good resources and people that you can turn to. Me being one of them. Education is key, but knowledge is power, but only when you implement it. You can read and learn all of the things, but without taking actual action on it, it's absolutely pointless. It's a little bit like filling up a fridge with really yummy, healthy food, but never turning on the oven to cook any of it. Like it doesn't matter that healthy food is sat in your fridge. It's not going in your body. So it's the same as you can learn something and know it in your mind. But if you're not then playing it out, it's going to be of no use to your life. I think it was Gary Vee who said like all well and good having a goal to read a book a month. That's 12 books a year. But if you don't implement any of it, it's pointless. You're better off reading the same book 12 times and getting loads from it and implementing it and it having a massive impact on your life than the other way around. And also, ironically, education and educating ourselves is another form of procrastination. It's going to, if you feel like, oh, I just need to know a bit more. I just need to learn a bit more. And we constantly say that to ourselves all the time. It's another form of not taking action. So if you learn something and you're stopping yourself from taking action because you're learning something else you're only self-sabotaging. So you want to learn, educate, but then those things that you're learning that really resonate, it's time to put into action. So for example, watching this YouTube video slash listening to this podcast, you want to go away from here going, okay, I'm going to hear the things that Laura says and I'm going to go and fucking do them. Now I can't lie. I have read a shit ton of books. If you're watching the YouTube video, you'll see that I've got bare books, bare books. I've got an entire fucking case, uh, bookcase over there that's like full of books, pretty much all of them that I've read. Um, and the ones that I have taken the most from are the ones that I feel like I studied versus just read. So for example, Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport, um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, three of my favorite books. I really studied them and I made a lot of notes, which is good for me, but I did a lot of highlighting. I really thought about the concepts after and that actually allowed me to implement a lot of what I'd read. Whereas there are some books on my shelf that I'm looking at like, I can't even fucking remember what that was about. Guilty. Maybe I'll have to reread them or maybe they were just shit. Anyway, let's move on. The second thing to do when it comes to getting started with your finances is get to know your numbers. Figure out how much it's currently costing to be you. Do you know how much it costs to be you? Do you know your numbers? Do you know what your fixed expenses are? What your what else you're spending your money on? What your debt repayments are? Do you know how much income you're actually making and how much tax you're paying? These are all numbers that is really, really important for you to know if you want to work towards financial independence and being a financial, like a hot financial girly. Without this information about your money and knowing your numbers, it makes it so hard to A, plan for the future because you don't know what the fuck you're working with, but also like make decisions about your money. How can you make decisions on something that you don't even know anything about? Now, when it comes to money management and budgeting your money, the key thing is like there are so many different ways you can do it. I remember when I was 19, I, my budgeting style was the zero sum based budget, which basically means you give every single penny a pound and then you track your money throughout the month to make sure like it's all going in the right place. And it was so uh, strict and tight, but it worked for me because I was like, I need to know exactly where this money is going. 
I was able to save 15,000 pounds by the time I was 22 because that is how I was managing my money. I was using a budget that worked for me at the time, which allowed me to understand where my spending was and how much I could save. And I was prioritizing saving. And that allowed me to travel the world for seven to eight months without really having to work, which is the dream. So that's the power of having a budget. Now, we don't have to call it a budget. We can call it a spending plan or like money management plan. Um, spending plan is probably the funnest because we're like, oh, we get to spend our monies. But the key thing about like getting to know your numbers is just having insight into what's going on. You want to look at it judgment free, completely unbiased and just be like, right, what is coming into my bank account? What, you know, income do I have? Side hustles, benefits, etc." And then what is going out? Now, obviously the going out is going to be categorized into different things, wants, needs, financial commitments, uh, savings goals, all of those types of things. And you can break it down however you want. But the key thing is to know. And the best thing you can do is go back over a couple of months worth of bank statements to really understand where your money is going. Whenever I have had one to one clients that I task them with going back through their finances and understanding like, where is your money going? They always say to me, oh my God, that task was so useful. It was hard and it was very like confronting, but it was so useful because I was honest with myself. I didn't need to, like the numbers don't lie. It was right there. And it really made me think about my behavior and how I have been behaving and what I would like to do going forward. So it is an invaluable exercise. The third thing to become a hot finance girly is to get yourself some financial goals. What is it you are working towards? You can't expect yourself to know the best way to manage your money and where to save your money if you don't even know what you're working towards. Because if you aim at nothing, you will hit every single time. So what is it that you want to work towards? Now, if you have a little listen to my episode, I think it was last week, which was all about achieving my big happy goal. I got really clear on what my why was and what my goal was so that I could then manage and save and invest my money around that goal. And I spoke about how people always say to me like, oh, I really want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, okay, what do you want a million pounds for? And they go, I want it for freedom. And I go, okay, great. Like, what does, what does that actually look like for you? What does freedom look like? And they're like, eh, and they, they don't know. They don't know. Blank faces, usually. And that's because we usually set ourselves these arbitrary goals of like, I want a million pounds, but we haven't thought what we actually want to do with that money. And there's this really cool exercise you can do where you imagine that you have a blank check of a million pounds and you have to spend the million pounds theoretically. What are you going to buy it on? Are you going to buy like a £500,000 house? And then what else are you going to buy? What else are you going to buy? And it's expanding your mind to help you understand if I had that money, what would I actually do with it? And what are my whys? What are the things I care about? What are the things that I want to spend money on? Now, these goals could be massive ones, like setting up your own business, traveling the world, you know, having a family, or they could be small ones. Like I want to go to Mexico. I want to buy a new car. So you're going to have short-term goals and you're going to have long-term goals. And part of those goals are that these aren't just savings goals. You don't want to just have savings goals. You want to have life goals that you're working towards and you're going to use money as the tool to get you there. So what is it that you want in the short term? What is it you want in the long term? And what is it you want in like the long, long, long term, which is like retirement vibes. Now, 
just because the UK has a specific retirement age, which is like 60 odd, it doesn't mean that you have to stick to that and retire that at that age. If you want to retire at 40, that is completely possible, but you just have to get to the point of financial independence where you're no longer relying on your salary like a job and um, exchanging your time for money so that you are financially independent from a job and that you can live happily and retire whenever the fuck you want. Retiring basically is just to be stepping away from work. You might be able to do that at 40 if you, you know, invested your money and grew it for the long term, but you have to know what you want. Now, for me, I don't really mind working till 60 if I get to carry on doing this because I love it. Because you imagine 60-year-old me, like, on a podcast, like, hello, everybody. Um, but I don't mind because, but, but I still plan to work towards that financial independence that I have more freedom around my time, around where I go, around where I'm working from. And these are the things that are important. So really starting to decide on that is going to help you then go, well, how do I need to save? When should I start investing? All of those things. So the fourth thing to help you become a hot financial girly is to have a separate spending account from your bills account. That's two accounts at least. One main account where your income comes in and where all of your bills and financial commitments come out. And then a second account where you just spend for your wants, for your living expenses. Now, the reason why it's good to have two is because you don't want to constantly have to do the mental math in your head of like, oh my God, have I spent my bills money? Oh my God, like da da da. So if you have two different accounts and you know your income's coming in here and all of your bills money is there and you take enough to put over into this account over here, you can just spend it willy nilly. Obviously you want to set yourself, you know, um, a, a budget around that. Like you don't want to go, oh, I've got 500 pound and then spent all 500 pound on shots on a night out and then have nothing left for the rest of the month. But it means you know that you're not spending your bills money and that is going to give you a peace of mind. And it's one thing that my clients have done that they've said has been the biggest game changer when it comes to the practical side of managing their money. So give it a go because I think it's super helpful. And number five, the fifth thing when it comes to becoming a hot financial girly and getting started with your finances is working on your money mindset. That's right the emotional side of money, improving your relationship with money. Now we've spoken a lot about like the practical sides of like money management, things you want to do, all of that. Money mindset is so important because you can have a budget, you can have a savings plan, you can have a bunch of goals, but without working on your relationship with money first, the foundation, the rest is going to fall to shit. Now I've got some podcast episodes on this, but really the key thing is to start with awareness. How do you currently feel about money? How do you currently behave with money? Then what are some things that happened to me when I was younger, my childhood, some of my earliest memories money, m- memories of money, and just really start to acknowledge what your current behaviors and relationship with money is. Then to start to change it, start with changing your language. If you keep saying, I'm so broke, I'm so poor, let me tell you, you are going to always be that way and we don't want that. So really working on your relationship with money and your money mindset is key. And you can change your mindset. If you've always been one way with something, I'm telling you now, you can change it. Your brain is plastic and it's powerful and you have control over that. And no one is going to come and do it for you. So the five things. One, get educated, but make sure to actually implement that knowledge. Two, get to know your numbers and understand what is going on with your money. Three, create some goals that you feel really excited about for the future. Four, have a separate spending account to your bills account. And number five is make sure you work on your money mindset. 
Now, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you loved it. If there is anybody else you feel, you know, younger sisters, friends, people you meet that you're like, oh my God, they could really listen to this. They could really do this. Please do send it on. The more people we can help, the better. I'll see you next week. 